Hi, this is Liz, host of the Chit Chat Circus podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm going to speak about something fun I did yesterday. I know we're all in the middle, or most of us are in the middle of a quarantine lockdown here in the U.S. People are gradually starting to relax, but I myself have not been getting out very much. Just to the grocery store, the bank, get gas, and that's pretty much it. Essential errands only, and the rest of the time I stay home little bit of exercise, of course, walking the dogs, and that's pretty much it. So I've not been able to get out and see a lot of my friends, nor have a lot of face-to-face interactions. So it was really fun yesterday when I got to not break the lockdown, but get out and socialize a little bit in a lockdown-friendly way. So my friends, family, and some of their neighbors on their street, have they've lived there for a long time. They've built up some friendships. They all know each other pretty well. And their driveways are connected in the concrete. There's no barrier or grass strip or anything. And so it's very convenient to set up a little meet and greet in times of lockdown. And that's exactly what they've organized. Every Friday and occasionally on Saturdays, they will get together and each family's going to put up their own little easy app. They'll have their own lawn chairs and uh, all the families are, you know, sitting on opposite sides of the driveway, but they still get to chill and chat. They had a playlist with music and some loudspeakers. They had some food. It was really great. So it was nice to see people who were outside my family (laughs) and it was nice to get together and just be with people because the weather's been pretty nice and warm here in Southern California. Everybody wants to kind of get out and have those fun summer evenings. That's one of the best parts of living in a place with nice weather is that we can go outside and and have these kinds of events. And it's great that they put something together so they could have this little chit chat. My friend invited me and I wasn't sure if it was the kind of thing that I'd normally want to do. She also invited me to the grand reopening and six year birthday party or six year anniversary of a bar that we used to go to. And it was always a really fun place. I've heard some really cool live singers there. They've got great drink specials and things like that. Tasty fish and chips. But I just didn't really feel comfortable going into a restaurant setting. I do still live with an immune-compromised person. And going out to a, a setting, you know, especially where people are eating and not necessarily wearing masks, doesn't make me feel very comfortable which is kind of one of the sad things for me about the reopening. It's reopening for many people, but it's not going to be reopening for me until there's a vaccine. I'm just not going to be able to go out and do these kinds of socializing events, mixing with lots of different people without in a setting without masks like I did before, because there isn't a vaccine and there's still a risk to the person I live with who um, whose immune system wouldn't be able to handle this. So the only thing we can do is just limit our contact. So the going to the bar for the reopening, unfortunately for me, it was out. Plus, it's kind of an expensive thing and, and my finances aren't great. You know, spending 20, 30 bucks at a bar for the night isn't really something I'm able to do anymore. But going to a free neighborhood meet and greet where everybody's sitting on chairs like six feet apart, that's something that's in my wheelhouse. That's something I was absolutely down for. And it was lovely to see her and her family. I was kind of sitting a little bit away from them as well because I haven't been locking down or quarantining with them. I've been a little bit separate, but that was nice. So one of the things that I noticed right away is um, the sort of new etiquette for going to these kinds of events. 
So when I got there, I, I put my mask on before I left the car, like I do for all of my errands and things. And I go to her house and I'm kind of I'd set up outside with my chair and my project and my purse and everything. And then I um, wasn't really going to go in her house or anything. But um, my friend wanted to show me some of her projects in her rooms. So I'm like, OK, I'll go in there. I was still wearing my mask and I go inside and her mom had asked me, oh, are you have you been quarantining? And I didn't quite know how to answer that because while I have absolutely been isolating myself and locking down and not going out, I haven't, you know, strictly limited myself from leaving the house. I have gone to the bank. I've gone to the grocery store and the gas station. And I'm studying in my law school class what an actual quarantine is. And I've, I've been using quarantine in place of lockdown, both on the podcast and in my discussions to people. And they're not quite the same thing. An actual quarantine in most places is mandated by the governor or some kind of state health body, and then it's enforced by different county bodies in the states at least, depending on the state you're in. And it's very strict. You're not allowed to leave a particular area for any reason. And that's certainly not the case of what we've been doing in California. We, while we have been keeping to the house and we have been isolating ourselves, it's not technically a quarantine. So when her mom asked me that, I wasn't sure how to answer. I'm like, does she mean, am I at home? <laughs> And have I been isolating myself or does she mean like I've been exposed to the virus and I've had to quarantine myself for 14 days, as is the suggestion, I believe, by the CDC. But that was a new, um, I guess that's going to be the new etiquette, going over to people's houses. If you're going into someone else's bubble, as they would say in New Zealand, you are potentially bringing, you know, whatever you've been exposed to to them. And so they have the right to ask, hey, where have you been? <laughs> Almost like um, a new partner, you know, hey, you know, where have you been? You know, the safe sex talk. It was kind of along those lines. And so hopefully I answered the question to her satisfaction. I'm like, yeah, you know, I haven't had to quarantine because I haven't had contact with the virus, but I have been isolated at home because you know I, I live with an immune compromised person she's like oh okay because they've been doing the same thing so and obviously if you want people in your bubble you want people who have the same concern about safety that you do I don't want to go to someone's house when everybody's you know shaking hands and going to stores without masks and pretending that this doesn't exist so I certainly don't want to expose myself to those kinds of people because they're clearly not taking the risk as seriously as the rest of us. So, And we're only as strong as the weakest link. So I'm, I don't want to let any weak links into my bubble. And I certainly don't want to be the weak link in somebody else's little bubble, social bubble. So that was a new kind of thing. And I was being introduced to other people, obviously her neighbors and one of their sisters and their kids and everything. But they were all mostly on the other side of the driveway. Occasionally they'd walk out to the sidewalk or something. There were lots of neighbors that they recognized walking their dogs are going skateboarding and everything. It's that kind of neighborhood. But it was just nice to get out and, and hang with other people. So that was lovely. It was also the 13th of June. According to my city website, it was Knit in Public Day. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. I wanted to do that anyways, although I am, like I mentioned, a little bit more conscious about going out in public these days. I certainly don't want to go out to places where large crowds are congregating. But I could do knitting in public with like, you know, the people in the driveway. I consider that public. It was among people who weren't in my family and they saw me knitting in public. And one of the ladies had crocheted and knit before. And so she was talking a little bit about um, some of the patterns that she liked, some of the yarn she liked and things like that. So knitting, it was nice to talk knitting with that lady and then my friend who does a lot of crochet and knitting as well. So the two of us sat there with our projects and we did some projects. I'll put up a picture in the Instagram of what my project was, what 
I did on Knitting in Public Day. It was this really pretty rainbow afghan. If you guys know the website Knitpicks, every once in a while they have an annual sale and you can get some patterns for a dollar. I got this pattern for a dollar. And it's just cheapy acrylic yarn. It's not going to be the world's most you know, exciting or luxurious afghan, but it is going to be pretty. The colors are gorgeous. And so I'm really excited to have that pretty well accomplished. I can do about one square in about an hour. There's a lot of, you know, hours in this particular afghan, but that's okay. So it's something I usually do while I'm on a Zoom call with people or one of my game nights or kind of need to be attentive, but don't need to be 100% into whatever I'm listening to. That's the kind of thing I'll have my knitting in the background for. But anyways, that's one of the projects I did there. Mostly it was just hanging out and eating for them, it was a cocktail hour, which would be lovely if I didn't have to drive anywhere. Unfortunately, I did. So I just sat back with the orange liqueur and enjoyed my sparkly water. I don't drink soda, so that's kind of the closest I would get to a sort of mixed cocktail or soda beverage. But it was lovely, and I just wanted to share that. So what kinds of activities have you all been doing in lockdown to kind of keep your social life going? Do you live in a neighborhood where you are close with your neighbors and you've been able to organize something like this? I've seen pictures online where people have done cocktail hours out at like five o'clock just in their neighborhood and everybody's in their own driveway. I've seen people doing dance parties with that same thing. People in a non-suburban area, in a more urban area, just going out onto their balconies and they'll play music or they'll sing or they'll just dance on their balconies. I know lockdown's been a very different experience depending on the type of space that you're living in. People who are in very urban areas don't have the luxury of going out and running around their backyard or playing with their dog to get some exercise because they might be in a 400 square foot apartment. So I would love to hear what people's own quarantine or lockdown experience has been. Has anybody actually been quarantining because they were exposed to the virus as opposed to just voluntarily locking down to slow the spread? I know it's been a very big sacrifice, but there has been statistical evidence. I think John Hopkins did a projected study that the lockdowns have saved lives because it slowed the transmission of the virus at a certain stage. And there was a Wired article I had to read from my um, current online law school class as well that talked about how quickly the virus spreads and any changes to the virus at the very beginning, any changes to that spread at the beginning, because it's an exponential increase, they'll make a big difference later on. And it's hard to see there's no statistics on the people that you know or there's no way to prove the people that would have gotten sick if we hadn't locked down there's just statistical probability and these kinds of computer models to suggest that it really did save lives so let me know what your experience has been like in this lockdown if you had to do an actual quarantine I'm going to do an episode talking about my online class it's a really wonderful thing put on by my school the subject is pandemic law which is particularly timely. That's why they did it. And I've already learned a whole lot just about the state statutes, quarantine structure, quarantines in history, how they've been applied, and all sorts of stuff. So I can't wait to hear what comes next in this class. It's already been really informative. But I'll keep you posted. Let me know how your lockdown is going. I hope everybody is safe and healthy and happy. And go ahead and follow the Chit Chat Circus. We are on YouTube, Facebook. We've got a page and a group. Twitter and Instagram. You can always look at the Chit Chat Circus website, www.thechitchatcircus.com. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.